0: Hey, Cones, there comes a time in your life when you got to put on the Rocky music, look yourself in the mirror, and say there is no tomorrow. And what that means is if you've ever been inclined at any point to share what's going on, to see this show grow at all, I want to observe the next couple of months as crucial, a crucial time, a turning point. A pivotal point, if you will, in the history of the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast. Gonna be monitoring things, seeing how things go, seeing if there is any growth. Now I know this is mostly on me. This is sort of a plea, and it's kind of not necessarily what you're looking to hear from the show, but at the same time, again, we do this together. We're in this together. This is and always has been the little podcast that could. We're trying to make it to the big time. We're trying to break through. And if you do have someone that you think might enjoy this podcast, would really appreciate it if you shared it. Uh, If you were in any cruise groups in any of the content, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, wherever, even the podcast itself, if you think it can help somebody or it might come in handy and be of some use for somebody who's looking for some sort of uh, direction when it comes to cruising or anything else, uh, please feel free to share it. Now is the time we're going into this all out. And I'm very, very excited about the next couple of months. And uh, again, if if you don't feel like doing it, don't do anything. That's fine, too. But I am kind of putting it out there, a little call to arms, if you will, uh, that we are trying to make this happen, and that's what it is. But this show, let's get into this show. We're going to be talking about the Carnival Naming Ceremony. We do have an old friend stopping by, the legendary Doug Parker, with some thoughts and some details on the transatlantic aboard the Carnival Celebration. We're going to talk a little bit about Royal Caribbean. Uh, We're going to hear about its newest and biggest ship, the Wonder of the Seas. Enjoy it while it lasts, Wonder. We got Icon on the way. I mean, don't you think, don't you think if these cruise ships were people, which we sometimes, I mean, we call them hers, right? But if I was a her and I was the Wonder of the Seas, I'd I'd have a bone to pick with the bosses over at Royal Caribbean. You know, you're about to release the largest cruise ship in the world, but then you drop in all these details about the Icon of the Sea. Can Wonder of the Seas have her shining moment? I would be like, bitch, can you name me first officially at Port Canaveral before you start telling everybody that the icon of the seas is on its way? I don't know, just a thought. We'll talk a little princess, and then we will do a mini preview on my upcoming sailing on my long-awaited debut on the MSC Meraviglia. All that with some murder, sex, espionage, diversity, and your emails. Let's start the show. Oh, we back for another one, right? Hey.
1: <laughs> Bags are packed. Uh-huh. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Woo. Hey. Yeah. The night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming about this weekend, all the fun we about to have Best we taking this vacation I'll Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing, where we going And the good times never end Here's to five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce. Thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here, give us a holler. If you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. <laughs>
0: All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the always be booked cruise cast show coming to you not quite live from sunny. South Florida, Boca Raton, that's right, we got it going down here, we're having some fun. My name is Tommy Casabona, I am your host, and it is an absolute pleasure to bring this cruise podcast to you today. I would like to say that I'm excited, today we we got pretty pumped because I've been in talks and it's been my ambition for a while to do a pre-cruise party, and maybe you guys would be interested in this too, whenever you're in town, let's just say I'm starting in Fort Lauderdale. Port Everglades to be specific, I have uh, through my inroads and my connections up, up north, I do have access to a, a very, very, very I, I, a incredible venue called Bowes Beach. And Bowes Beach is right on A1A and it's a couple of doors down from Las Olas near the elbow room. And it's a large space upstairs, downstairs, like I said, right on the beach, Great food, great drinks, and I am gonna start running pre cruise parties. Now it's gonna be a little tricky because how do I find these cruises? Yeah, you have the Facebook groups, you have the hotels, you have a lot of ways that you can go about it, but these are things are never easy to kind of, I guess, mastermind or get started. But I have every confidence that through some hard work and uh, through some diligence and some, I guess, crafty, strategic ways, uh, attractive flyers, we will go out and we will get this done. Even if it starts out 15, 20 people per party. But if it it gets to the point where If you're cruising out of Fort Lauderdale on a Friday or a Saturday night, and you want to do a pre-cruise party, and it's not necessarily ship specific, there's going to be five, six, maybe sometimes four ships in in port, and everybody's welcome, everybody's invited. We'll do the whole name tag thing, as cheesy as that is, but hey, listen, we're running around listening to cruise podcasts, doing cruise podcasts, taking part. And participating in cruise groups. Are any of us too cool for a name tag? I think not. So I just think it'll be cool. We get a bunch of cruise enthusiasts together. Like-minded people. That's what this world is about right now. Finding your tribe. Whatever it is. Yoga. Golf. You name it. We like cruising. We like other things too. But we like cruising. So that's what I want to do. And I want to get that going. And uh, there's inroads to making that happen. We're going to debut it soon. And I couldn't be more pumped about it. But. If you are ever in town, in Fort Lauderdale, Port Everglades, let me know, and we'll get you, we'll get you, we'll get you set up. We're going to be able to do. We're still negotiating the discounts. What we're going to do as far as how much we can take off the food. I don't want to get it to where it's like unattractive. I want the one thing I could tell you. I, I am putting myself in a position of being a quote unquote, and I absolutely despise this word, promoter. Right? If I'm the general manager operator of a venue. One thing you always hate, sometimes necessary evil is the promoter. They start walking in, they promise you the world, oh, I got this person coming, that person is gonna be and meanwhile, they half deliver on what they say they're gonna do, but then they also promise the people. Now the the thing is is that they have the promoter world they, they have a reputation of being a little seedy, a little slimy Sometimes that's true, but sometimes it's just a battle. You have to, like, you have to kind of manage that. If you're working with third parties, they have to do whatever they got to do to get people to your venue. So, I mean, I've dealt with promoters that just flat out lie. They say, yes, two for one bottles, no problem. Meanwhile, they don't have any type of authority to give that out. And then they'll think that, you know what? The operator will see these hot girls come in or these guys who are going to spend a lot of money and uh, they'll just go with it. They'll go with the flow. A lot of times we don't go with the flow. No, we never told you two for one bottles. Why are you telling? So long story short, I don't want to be in a position where I'm over negotiating for the guests. This is going to be a cruise party. We've all got fresh wallets, right? We love that term, fresh wallets, about to get on a cruise. We're all in good moods, good spirits. Yeah, we could spend a couple of dollars on appetizers and some Corona, right? But yeah, I will get a discount. I will get some sort of at least... Um, some level of value that you wouldn't have otherwise gotten if you weren't with this cruise group. But I wanted to... uh, So let's get into a couple of things here. What we know is that very, very recently, the Carnival Celebration sailed into Miami, and it's currently on her maiden voyage out of Miami after its naming ceremony. Now, I mentioned a little bit of this on the Patreon, so I'm not going to go too detailed into it. But yes, I did show up like a shut-in at 1.30 a.m. to welcome with pictures and videos and things like that uh, to Port, uh, Point Park Pier. And I just basically, what I wanted to do was have some footage of her sailing in. And I'm, boy, was I glad I did. I was questioning the move going down there because the weather was crappy. Uh, it was late. I was wondering, was this worth it? But once I got out to the pier and I started to see her appear over the horizon and she got closer and closer as she just made her way in and there was a bit of a crowd and there were people on the exterior of the ship. Celebrating and waving to us. I heard very distinctly. If you're in the Always Be Both Cruise and Travel Lounge. You could see the video. If you play the audio. You can hear somebody from the ship. Very distinctly saying. We made it. Because after all. This was a 14 night transatlantic. And... Uh, it, it, <laughs> It was a good. It was a. Cool, it was a cool moment. It was late at night. There was nothing going on. There were people partying in the park. So I was wondering what the park would be like. You roll up on the park and you wonder: Is it going to be completely dead? Is it going to be nobody but uh, muggers and criminals there? Is it going to be a party? It was a little bit of everything. I think. <laughs> I heard some horror stories about you know people sometimes in that area when it gets past a certain hour. Sometimes not so nice things happen, but. There were people back there. There were people looking for fun. I was on the beach. I walked all the way down past the park onto the very, very beginning of South Beach where the jetty start because that was the best vantage point to get a shot of the ship as it was approaching the harbor. But then after that, I left the beach, walked onto the pier, subsequently onto into the park, and I got some good footage. I put it on YouTube if you want to check that out. But it was cool. It was a cool experience, and I was very, very glad I did it. The real deal, the real party was the very next day. As expected, Carnival always puts on a star-studded affair. John Heald was kind of being the MC, And, man, is there anybody better? You know what John Heald has mastered? Because you have to, in order to be John Heald, you have to have a, you have to train your non-sensitive muscle. The hate that he gets, of course, the guy gets tons of love, tons of accolades. People absolutely adore this guy. His popularity is through the roof. But the personal things people say to him, and I don't know what it is. I think that's what it is. I think anybody, any creator who's made it, okay? Listen, sit, sit, gather around a little bit. I'm going to teach you something (laughs) as if if I really am in a position to do that. But I'm going to anyway, I'm going to tell you this. When you get people hating on you, when you get people attacking you personal the more personal they get listen to me the more you've made it the more you have absolutely gotten to a level that I and a lot of people like me want to get to and that's just no more I guess embodied in in John Heald's persona if you look on his Facebook uh just anybody on Twitter you guys have seen the whole kind of skits where on certain talk shows they get the most famous people in the world to get up there and read their mean tweets it's, it's kind of a compliment. Again, you have not arrived until you actually have haters. So John Heald, he, he's, what he's king of is the self-deprecation, and he absolutely nails it. And uh, he, he had a couple of guys up there, or a guy up there who was in good shape, and we'll talk about it in a second. The, um, the, he, was, he was a member of whatever it is, the Cirque du Soleil, Cirque du Soleil troop i guess they do carnival's doing different shows now they're doing a circus delay type of a performance and there was a gentleman out there and john Heald said great job you know see all right you're good and he kind of dismissed him to it was his time to get off the stage because john Heald was going to move to the next thing and he says okay okay mate i'll I'll see you at the gym <laughs> i heard him talk about the gym before too he said uh some things where. uh Yeah, you know, I hear uh, he was giving a ship tour or something. He said, yes, I hear there's this place on the ship. People tell me about it. I haven't seen it. It's called the gym. And then he also said something on the uh, inaugural about being a former aerobics instructor. Funny guy. I'm going to get to sit here and steal all those jokes like I just did. But it is what it is. So John Heald spoke at length. They did do the national anthem. It was delivered by a young woman named Sophie who absolutely crushed it. I was very, very happy to see that they still do that. They keep with a lot of traditions when it comes to christenings or if you want to call them naming ceremonies, whatever they are. She's a vocalist on board the celebration. Look for her. If you're ever sailing on celebration, she did an absolutely great job. They did a prayer which is part of the tradition. I know that's a little controversial today, but I think they kept it as diverse and kind of like non-denominational as possible, kept it general. But that was a, a gentleman by the name of Brother Nelson led a beautiful prayer. Uh, there was also a quick performance from Tino and the aforementioned Sophie as they gave a sample of that one of those aerial shows. So It was some sort of like I said Cirque du Soleil type of performance with music and they incorporated some dance. It was really really cool the music was good. I loved it. I think it's a long way and a far, a, far a, a, a huge improvement from playlist productions and definitely more my speed than things like Celestial Strings but I actually really liked it a lot. And then you had president Christine Duffy. She spoke as well. And she really, honestly, she does a great job. And John Heald, everybody's looking for John Heald to speak. Everybody wants John Heald to take the mic and they're hanging on every word he says. But then Christine Duffy walks up there and I have to say, she follows him strongly. You're talking about I'm a big stand up comedy fan. And that's a big thing. Who's going to follow who? Uh, This one is hard to follow. That one's John Heald's got to be a hard follow. But she goes up there and she's very, very poised. She goes up there. She doesn't have her notes in front of her. She doesn't like jump into it. She's like she's she's self-deprecating in a way too, where she's like, oh, where was I? What am I doing here? What about John? Where'd you go? And she like she like kind of like really. She's got a presence about her that's like very um, motherly and she just steps into that role and, and grabs the microphone and her presence is in no way, shape or form it's almost like I'm not trying to compete with John Hield, and not that it's, it's a competition anyway, but public speaking, there's tra- strategy to it. And she does an absolutely great job. Arnold Donald was there. He is no longer president CEO, or he's no longer even on the di- board of directors, but I guess he's got such a historic presence in the history of the cruise line that it would, it makes sense for him to be there. His predecessor, current CEO and president, uh, Josh Weinstein was there, and you know we've—I don't want to say I've beat him up, but yeah, I've questioned. I don't even know how much of this is his direct decision, whether it's not, whether it's the board of directors, whether it's the Arison's, whatever, whoever it is. But you know, a lot of the changes that have been made to Carnival, whether when it comes to upcharging and things like that, you know, I think Josh Weinstein might get a lot of the flack that comes with that. You know, I don't—I don't think he's—I don't know. Arnold Donald would grab the microphone. Josh Weinstein kind of just stood up and accepted the acknowledgement and kind of moved on. I don't know if he's the same type of guy as uh, Arnold Donald. Arnold Donald was a charismatic figure. He gets up there. He commands the room. He commands. I mean, that's why they're announcing him far long after he's even been the CEO and Josh Weinstein. I think Josh Weinstein should have went up there, should have said a few words and kind of introduced himself and maybe ingratiated himself to uh, the travel partners and every all the other dignitaries who are in the room based on the fact that he's assuming a new role. Give us a little bit behind the man. Show us what's going on, Mr. Weinstein, because you do Have a lot of a you have a hole to kind of dig out of. You just got to have over a pandemic. You just raised some prices on some things. Some controversial moves have been made. Show us your, I guess, humanity. We'd like to see Josh Weinstein, the man behind the decisions that have been being made. On Carnival. I think I think it would have served you well to do that. But listen, we're nitpicking out here. And who the F am I? I'm doing a podcast from a bathroom. And I'm telling Josh Weinstein. No, I'm not really in my bathroom. But I'm telling Josh Weinstein what he's got to do at his naming ceremony. Uh, then it was time to celebrate. And uh, they did the ceremonial breaking of the champagne bottle. The honors were done by Captain Vincenzo Al- Al- Alcaraz. And godmother, Cassidy Gifford. Now, Captain Vincenzo. If your name isn't Vincenzo, I don't want you as my captain. I'm absolutely kidding right there, but that is the perfect name for a captain. Captain Vincenzo. I mean, they should make a series around that. As smooth as Arnold Donald is as CEO, I'm sure Captain Vincenzo can assume that same role as captain. And boy, I have never been... The biggest Below Deck guy. How many of you guys out there watch Below Deck? Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let me know. I I saw a couple of shows in the first season. And then you know how these things sometimes work. If you're just vegetating on the couch and it's the only thing on, you'll get wrapped into a web where it'll be six hours later and you've, you know everything about everybody on the show. So that definitely happened with me with Below Deck the other night. While I was in the hotel waiting for, I guess you know, the time to come for me to go to the pier to go watch uh, the celebration sail in, there was a, a below deck marathon, and I got into it. Then after the 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 inaugural sail in, I went back to the hotel and continued with the below deck marathon. But I will say, Captain Lee, man, that guy plays that role really, really well. I could never do that. I my problem is. As a boss, as a CEO, and I've been boss, I've been multi-unit, you know, director of operations for large companies, I could never sit there, and maybe this is a flaw of mine, I should be able to do this, but I could never sit there and bring my subordinate in and say, how you doing? Welcome to the team. This is my coffee cup, and uh, I like it light and sweet, and I need it by nine. I could never do that especially, and I watched Captain Lee after she brought it, maybe three days later, he, she brought him the coffee, and he's like, uh, just to let you know, you're doing a great job. I love everything you're doing. You bring a lot of experience. I like what's going on so far. Uh, the coffee yesterday, little too sweet. Let's work on that. I mean, I wonder if that's for the show or if that is just a characteristic of a big boss. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. Anyway, like I said, honors were done by Captain Vincenzo and uh, Godmother. Cassidy Gifford. Now, Gifford is an actress, quote unquote, and the daughter of Kathy Lee Gifford, who was the face of Carnival as the cruise line was kind of stretching his legs and coming into its own in the 1980s. Not so coincidentally, Kathy Lee went through the same process in 1987 when she broke the bottle on the original Carnival celebration. Then immediately after the glass was broken, Kathy Lee took to the microphone and did an impromptu performance of some of the songs that were featured in those classic commercials. And probably the icing on the cake. And so fittingly, Carnival always pulling out these surprises. They busted out cool in the gang. As John Heald said, not a cover band, not a DJ, the real Cool and the gang boarded the ship and they did a live performance of their hit song Celebrate along with many others from their catalog and the performance was between 60 and 90 minutes from what people tell me. Now, talk about a classic, talk about a classic group, all their music you could still play it now and get the dance floor going. What an absolute night. The inaugural sailing from Miami will be a six-day Thanksgiving cruise. They're currently on that right now. It's going to go to Grand Turk, Amber Cove, and Nassau. We do have a quote. The naming ceremony of our new flagship Carnival Celebration is the perfect culmination of our 50th birthday as this spectacular ship honors our past and signifies the fun and growth ahead, said Christine Duffy, who is, as we said, the president and CEO of Carnival Cruise Line. She continues, Carnival Celebration builds on the success of our incredible Mardi Gras and the many innovations we introduced with our Excel class, excluding... um, Excluding why am I making up words, including a top deck roller coaster and offers unique features all her own. And that gives the guests a truly incredible new cruise experience where they can have fun and make memories. See, that's such a can see. She's so much better when she just (laughs) goes off the cuff because that, if anything, is the definition of just a canned speech. Why am I? Why am I knocking it? It's a statement. It's supposed to be comprehensive, and it's supposed to be thought out and written. So, listen, I'm not perfect. I got I got things I got to work on. You know what I mean? I don't need to shit on uh, Christine Duffy's statement. So, at least give me credit for backtracking, okay? Good statement, Christine. Miss Duffy, I have no business calling her Christine. She's the president of Carnival Cruise Line. Listen, you got to give it up to Carnival either way. They're basically like the New York Yankees, and I know it just pissed off a lot of people by saying that, but hear me out. They're ceremonial parties. Like, the Yankees do that so well. They have such a rich history, and even modern-day-ish history, like the late 90s, early 2000s, which are Derek Jeter's and stuff like that. The way they do pregame ceremonies. They honor people. It's just this. They have so much practice at it that they got it down to a T. And you can argue that in the case of the Yankees or in the case of Carnival, sometimes it can be perceived as being over the top with a lot of pomp and circumstances. Some say it might border on self-congratulatory, but I think there's a line. And if you manage that line where an appropriate amount of self-recognition is given little tooting of your own horn, but also kind of just doing what's necessary as far as communicating, getting some good PR out of it, having a little bit of a celebration and keeping people's morale up and a little bit of flexing. It ends up working. Carnival absolutely makes it work. They do a great job and they keep entertaining the hell out of us while doing so. All right, so as mentioned before, I am going to play a little quick chat I had with Doug Parker. It's nothing crazy. The quality is a little eh bear with the quality it was just we did it in the car kind of like you know just in transportation while we were kind of moving from one place to the other it was an extremely busy day for doug and he had absolutely no rest he was just off a 14 night cruise and having to jump into all the pr stuff for uh, celebration as well so i was just happy to get whatever it was 13 14 15 minutes of his time and here is that interview i had with doug parker all right. As mentioned, we are live right off of the Carnival Celebration, the Transatlantic. What was that? Fourteen or sixteen? Or- yeah, it was fourteen four- nights total. Fourteen nights across the sea. We have
2: Doug Parker. What's up, Doug? Hey, man. Just off the ship, and it was uh, it was a heck of a sailing. I have it my first my first transatlantic cruise in probably four years since
0: 2018, and it was good to be back on one. Is it freaky out there? Before we start talking about the ship, is it, like, freaky? Because I, I watch them each night, and I see these ships in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, wow. It's gotta, is it... Is, yeah, do you get that feeling that you know you're in the middle of the sea? Yeah, a, a couple of times we had a
2: cove balcony down on deck five, and we were just standing out there like... Well, there's nothing for thousands of miles on either side of us. It's like around day three or so, but also... The North Atlantic Sea can be very unforgiving, and we had 40-foot waves going across at one point, and having a cove balcony, you know, they can shut, your, shut the latch for your balcony, but they didn't do ours because I had the Do Not Disturb sign on my door the whole time. So I got some great like, GoPro footage of these waves basically almost coming 10 feet under our stateroom. It's pretty wild.
0: Yeah, that's out of control. And then you had that crazy, I guess, before you even got to the Atlantic, you hit some bad weather, right?
2: Well, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Right on gotcha. right the English Channel in the North Atlantic there. As we started making our way down, there was their equivalent to uh, a tropical system up there. And uh, we had like around, uh, I clocked the highest on the TV. I got a photo of was 96 miles an hour wind yeah. and uh, 40 foot seas. 40-foot seas. But the ship handled it great. You're talking about a 1,030-foot-long ship and 180,000 gross registered tons. It, there wasn't a lot of bobbing or rolling or anything like that. It was actually... It handled it quite well. So she got tested
0: right out of the gate, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was it was wild. And there was like, you know, they, they put the, the seasick bags out there and stuff yeah. like that. Where you sometimes see that in the Caribbean, but the waves aren't nearly... Not even half or a quarter of that size. They put seasick bags out here in the Caribbean. But over there, people handled it well. I think one person got... Sick in public, and we had almost five thousand people on board. The main story is the celebration. How uh, how is she? It's a great ship, man. If you've for those who have sailed Mardi Gras before, it's very familiar. Same, basically, exact blueprint. Um, everything's the same, except the venues. Um, slight altercations in the venues themselves. For instance, like the main dining room um, has an extra section to accommodate more guests. And it's not that Mardi Gras or that celebration holds more than Mardi Gras. It's just the fact that. They saw what, what was not working on Mardi Gras and what was. So they added another section to the main dining room. Um, they made one bar smaller. They put more seating in Emeralds, um, just different booths and alcoves all throughout the ship. The Alchemy Bar has like five nice four seater booths at the end of it, just past the bar itself. So a lot of places for hanging out, resting, relaxation. And of course, that, that side facing seaside atrium, I think it's called Celebration Central, was. It was spot on, man. That's the place to be during sea days if you like a nice, if you read at sea or anything like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Mardi Gras and Celebration are both just a new class of ships in Carnival. What do you think this class of ships does to separate itself from the rest of the fleet?
2: From uh, Carnival ships, the, the departure is when you step on a Carnival ship predating Mardi Gras or the Excel class, you know exactly where to go to the pool. You know where the alchemy bar is going to be you know where guys burger is going to be things like that the spa here they just put everything in a big jar shook it up and uh but with with thought in mind like everything's methodical like the six seven and eight are the promenades through the ship um, where you know normal carnival ships only have one main promenade or two if it's a spirit class so there's there's that change kind of you have to know before you go on these things because if you're a typical carnival cruiser and you walk in the atrium you're going to be like where in the hell am i full yeah, carnival ways, boulevard is a thing yeah, of the past right? yeah which which way's front which way's back i mean hell yesterday day 13 of the cruiser day 14 i guess i was still asking my friends on board are we walking forward or aft yeah <laughs> and i did notice too out of the elevators now um, I did take the elevators a couple times on this. I normally never take elevators, but there's these diagrams now and it says front or forward and aft on the actual elevator, so You know, when you're stepping off, which way you're going, because it's, uh, but it's a big ship, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. like when Royal Caribbean launched Oasis of the Seas back in 2009, you have to learn it. Like you get on that. And for me, I was just going on the smaller class ships that Royal had, um, especially the ones out of Florida at the time. It was a massively different so yeah there's a lot of things have changed but a lot of things are still the same the venues are still there guys burger joint still on board but deck 17 instead of by the pool Mm -hmm. on this one and a couple other things like you know different spots
0: how is and this might be able to answer this with mardi gras but how is that whole i guess you know carnival's famous for that free food you could walk around and the street food whether it's uh, guys burger or iguana or uh, big chicken or they have those street food type setups right
2: Yeah. yeah they have it's like the Bow bio buns. How pr- do you say it? Bow bow bun. I, I steam hope it's not dreams. Bowel. Yeah,
0: steam dreams okay. is the place
2: called. The little okay. little Asian um, dumplings. Like the, yeah, like the,
0: yeah, no, the, yeah, the yeah I know those. the delicious. Yeah,
2: yeah. Those they have a stir fry section and a fries section where it's every day it's a different thing like barbecue cheese fries one day. Yeah. Uh, a Mexican fry dish the other day, so that's over there um, um, on one side by the pool, and also seafood shack, which is the only cost venue by the pool and you have blue guana tequila uh, blue guana cantina opposite of that tons of food options i mean dude my favorite and i i consider myself pretty healthy and pretty fit but i went to the shacks chicken place every single day wow for either i don't eat fast food either so i kind of spoiled myself on this because that is fast food basically international waters so it doesn't count so i ate there every day and that was really popular um but you could actually eat on this cruise all throughout the week, the two weeks, week, whatever, however long you are, and not spend a dime on dining unless you wanted to go to Rudy's Sea Grill. Even like Cucina del Capitano, which is normally $18 on other carnival ships, it's free on the Excel class ships for dinner as well. And also Guy's Pig and Anchor, the smokehouse, which lunch has always been free, but on these Excel class ships, the dinners are free as well. So you can get like the, the barbecue smoked salmon, the brisket, all this stuff for, for I say free, included in the price of your cruise, because yeah. you're always gonna have people saying it's sure. not really free. Right. I'm like, Yeah, you we know have the no, thing it's I'm free. Saying.
0: "Yeah." Well, I will say I, I've been hammering Carnival a little bit because of all the uh, add-ons and everything, and a, a lot of people have. But I gotta walk that back a little bit. You're getting the barbecue joint and the Italian place for free on the Excel class ships. They did that because
2: there is five thousand two hundred and eighty people on these ships, Disperse. and yeah, and so they're saying, okay. You can go to the here, 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 and eat uh, Chabang too, the Mexican Asian fusion place. Also really good. But in those venues like Chebang, Cucina, um, and Guy's on formal nights, you could actually get the lobster in those rent- restaurants as well. Gotcha. Okay. So they're trying to alleviate the people coming to the main dining room right. because it's a big ship and it's working. Yeah. And especially at like, the first couple of days, people really don't know you can go to um, Guy's for a free dinner and also order select... Um, menu items from the main dining room in there as well. So like if you really have your eyes on guys or Kuchina, do it early in the cruise because no one knows about it. People don't start don't start
0: catching on until like day three or so. Right. Right. Makes yeah. sense. I know you gotta get to this uh, naming ceremony and I know you gotta get some sleep but I don't wanna keep you but um Lastly, how was, how was the overall crowd? How was the vibe? How was the, the experience of being on board with everybody? How did the crowd and the crew interact with everybody? The transatlantic sailing? Cause I've never done one of those before. The crowd was good. Um, you know, I just
2: don't like people, man. Like it's <laughs> people were bitching that the, this isn't true Southern cornbread in the main dining room. Like come on, give, give some slack. And why are you, there's 850 million people in the world without fresh drinking water. And you're bitching about a piece of cornbread. Like it's just, there was little things like that, that really bother me.
0: But again, it's, it just, I don't know. It's like we're on a cruise. Like, chill out. You're in the middle of the ocean expecting the ultimate authentic experience of like, you know, the, come on. You got to make some sacrifices. I mean, it's, it's out of control. But oh, go wh- to Paula Dean's if you want fresh <laughs> cornbread in Savannah. Exactly. One more. The Red Frog Rum Bar. That looked like a really cool venue on the Lido deck. Is that a cool venue? Is that like... The Tiki Bar. Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. I did a lot of, lot of days there. I, I worked a lot from there, too. Um, okay. I had my my macbook at the end of the bar there's two stories yeah so of course people are too lazy to walk up to deck 17 so 17 was always the one that was a little more um more seating and things like that up right. there so I, w- I was always spinning up there and the bartenders were in my opinion cooler up there they were on mardi gras as well so yeah. kind of just had a it gets a little rambunctious and like the bartenders will will yell so it's a little a little over the top at 10 a.m sometimes yeah but i mean i'm, I'm a remote worker yeah. so right. like not everyone like I was probably like in a 1% of, right. the, of the people on board who were actually remote working and had to be connected all the time, but right. everyone else, they had an awesome time. I mean, if you've never taken a transatlantic cruise, yeah, if you'd handle the air, air flying over there, um, and the, the, the little jet lag and stuff, it's freaking amazing. I, this is my fifth one and I just booked, um, well, I have two more, I don't say where I book. I have two more books coming uh-huh. up. So how was the wifi? Freaking fast, man. Really? I was uploading I was uploading my daily briefs in um, like ninety seconds. Wow. Two minutes sometimes. Amazing. And on other ships, not just Carnival, on other ships it would take me sometimes twelve hours. I would fall asleep and it would still be uploading in the morning. This was just like that. That's awesome. I, I think I searched high and low and tried to mole around and couldn't get any answers. But I think they have they have Starlink and beta on that ship. Because I have Starlink. And I see the speeds and the, sh- the speeds on that ship were freaking blazing. I mean, when you're getting 250 megabytes per second down in a normal ship, it's like two or three on a good day. It's, it's insane. I was, I was FaceTiming my, my team and doing like Zoom calls and everything and interviews with like TV and stuff on Zoom and not skipping a beat.
0: Wow. Yeah. So. To steal from cruise radio uh, before we depart, what, any last minute tips, any tricks, tips on a carnival celebration that you might want to share?
2: Yeah, catch the new shows. They have a show called Magnific- Magnificent Circus in there, and it's really cool. I mean, it's, it's the whole acrobat thing. There's They have elephants walking around. It's really immersive. You have to get there early and get a good seat. And if you sit on the main floor, you can't get up because there's people, acrobats running all over the place. But they're, they're swinging from trapezes from one to another. It's, it's pretty wild. The entertainment... For Carnival, which I've never been a fan of their entertainment, playlist production, it's like whatever. But this is elevated and it's good. But do your research too, as I mentioned at the top, where when you walk on the ship, you're going to be confused if you're just used to traveling on other Carnival ships. Because this Excel ship, uh, it breaks the mold, but in a good way. Awesome. Awesome. Doug, thank you so much, man. Get some rest. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it
0: all right and a big thanks to the legendary doug parker if you are not familiar for some reason you're listening to this show you don't know uh doug is the host founder owner all things cruise radio you hear his podcast wherever you want to listen to podcasts and you could check out his website cruiseradio.net thanks again doug all right let's talk quickly about the diamond princess she resumed service on sunday after a three-year layoff now she's going to do west coast runs out of san diego that are going to include sailings to the baja peninsula you know the mexican riviera sea of cortez central america and hawaii one of those sailings is going to be a 20-night voyage to central america now in early 2023 she will reposition over to asia and do itineraries to japan and south korea as she sets up shop in her new home port just outside of tokyo Uh, What's significant here is that the return of the Diamond Princess marks the full resumption of the entire Princess fleet. And as we all know, Princess was at the very epicenter of all that was controversial pertaining to COVID-19 and the cruise industry. But they are back. And what a road back it's been. So congratulations to Princess. What a ride, man. And great job. Just all these cruise companies. I know nobody's out of the woods yet. Like. Long term, there's still questions about how they're going to handle it. Borrowing money, raising prices on cruise fare, raising prices on things within the cruise. It's tough. I get it. It's a very, very difficult thing. All these cruise lines went through. And I was thinking about it today like, Look at how they all did it. None of these big three. Yeah, we lost a couple of outlier cruise lines. And listen, it's significant. Anytime a major cruise line goes, anytime a cruise line goes out of business, it's a big deal. But the fact that MSC, Royal Caribbean Carnival, uh, I mean, Virgin, forget about it, Norwegian, that they've all kind of done all made all these moves. To stay in business, it's pretty remarkable, but then on the other side of it, you think about the men and women who are behind these cruise lines and the achievements that they had to make in order to just basically, I guess, start a cruise line and operate and maintain a cruise line. It's really no wonder. These are just special people, so kudos to them. All right, we got some bad news. A crew member from Wonder of the Seas did go overboard a few days ago. And this was an apparent suicide. Well, pretty much a definite suicide because there was a letter that was left. Now, there is, I guess, anecdotal information that this crew member was denied leave. And there's speculation as to whether or not this could have something to do with the fact that this crew member, unfortunately, uh, decided to end their life. Uh, but there was an article, and the article was in Cruise Law News. And they talk about, I don't know if it's true, but they say 25 people went overboard, and they were specific about Royal Caribbean ships over the past 13 years. So 25 people over 13 years. That's kind of like, what is it? That's that's almost two a year. Now, I'm not sure if this is something that's unique to Royal Caribbean, and I don't know if it speaks to their work environment at all. But, you know, we'd have to kind of see across the board do other cruise lines have similar problems or similar numbers where there is some sort of a consistency, or is this a Royal Caribbean thing? Now, the gentleman who operates this website, Cruise Law News, he's been calling for uh, conversations about possible mental health workers just being on the ships full-time. And you know what? To me, that doesn't sound like the worst idea in the world. I know it's going to be – I mean – In general, I mean, I don't know if you can give them another job as well. I guess, you know, especially now when expenditures are so important and every cruise line, just because of what I mentioned before, as far as having to be profitable and make it back to profitability, is it, does it make sense to put a position in play that you're going to have to so rarely use? I don't know, but it does seem like, you know, it's almost bordering on that might be necessary to have somebody because it has to be. It has to be pretty taxing. And you know what? Maybe it's not just, just about the suicide. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a bunch of people who are not suicidal, who are just going through it. There has to be some sort of psychological ramifications to people who are on board, working at sea for so long, being away from their loved ones. And I think, let's let's be honest here, guys, real moment, what do the cruise lines do? They medicate it with, allowing them to just be debaucherous we've all heard the legendary stories about crew just partying their ass off and you talk about that pendulum all right i am away from my family i do have to work seven days a week i do have to work 10 12 hours a day it's a very demanding environment but when i am not working i am allowed to run rampant with all the booze I want. Yeah, of course you have to pay for it, but it's very, very cheap. And they do. They throw parties for these crew members. And again, I don't necessarily say they promote crew having relations with each other, but we all know the legendary stories and we all know that they do. So I guess, you know, it's part of like the business that I was in too. You know, I know damn well, a lot of the ownership and a lot of the upper, upper uh, corporate management They know what's going on and to get us to work these late hours to get to sign up to this type of lifestyle in the past, it's changed over the last few years, but in the past, it was always like, all right, well, they're going to drink these general managers, these marketing directors, these bartenders, they're going to get after it. What are we going to do? We can't get, you don't get normal day walking people, straight A's, straight laced, straight narrow people to do these types of jobs. So you got to kind of forgive a little bit. And that was the mindset. I wonder if it's a similar mindset with these major corporations at sea and again you do get away with it a little bit with the overseas flagging of these cruise ships not having to necessarily adhere to some of the stricter labor laws that exist within the jurisdiction of the united states government i don't know i'm not making any claims here i'm just introducing the topic as a piece of conversation Does it make sense, you know, to have someone who is focusing more on mental health that is on board these cruise ships full time? I mean, it does make sense to me. All right, Sticking with Wonder of the Seas, but switching it over to some good news, Wonder Mom is now a godmother. Royal Caribbean has been doing a search for the ceremonial position of godmother to their newest cruise ship, Wonder of the Seas, which also happens to be, as we know, the largest moving vessel of humans In the known universe, Marie McRae gets the honor as a contest was held on TikTok called the Search for Wonder Mom. She was nominated by her daughter, Allie, and she's a devoted mother, wife. She's a cancer survivor, and she's going to be honored at the official naming ceremony in Port Canaveral on December 9th of 2022. Apparently, there were more than 16,000 entries for the contest. And it received, I guess, the hashtag itself, Wonder Mom, or search for Wonder Mom, 10.6 billion views on TikTok. Royal Caribbean President and CEO Michael Bailey said, the search for such an inspiring mom who embodies the spirit of Wonder of the Seas was anything but easy. Marie and her family have a heartening and encouraging story that made us cry and rejoice and be hopeful throughout it all. She inspired Wonder and... And adventure in those around her. So congratulations to Marie McCrae and her proud family. She is now, or she is going to be the official godmother of the largest cruise ship in the world, Wonder of the Seas. All right, lastly, before we get to your emails, I wanted to touch on my upcoming cruise, my upcoming MSC cruise on the Meraviglia. I don't know how to pronounce this cruise ship. We, again, I was with Doug the other day and we were going back and forth. Some people say Meraviglia. Some people say Meraviglia. Some people say Meravilla. I'm going with the middle one. I'm going to go with Meraviglia. And if I'll be on the ship. I'll ask nine people how to pronounce the ship. How about that? Maybe I'll do a man on the street. How do you actually pronounce the name of this ship? Is it as controversial as the key in the K thing? I don't think so. So I want to talk about my relationship with MSC. And I know what you're going to say. It's really not much of one. And that is true. But, you know, the first thing, the first memory I have, the first time MSC got on my radar was when I saw, and a lot of you probably the same, those beautiful pictures of MSC Seaside. And what was most unique about that ship was the aft. And you could see that this ship was built unlike any other ship Uh, preceding her and you could also see that many ships have been built like it since where it has that kind of uh if you if you're looking at the back view you see the hull and then the superstructure shooting out so as to kind of i guess emulate a condo an actual building on top of the hull rather than a one-piece cruise ship it's a cool look and it's actually a very functional look too you know, when you're on a ship like that, as it, as I was in the dock area of uh, the Virgin Voyages, Scarlet Lady. Um, as wildly attractive and unique as the seaside was, the follow-up to that ship was a ship called the Meraviglia. It was a little bit bigger, but more importantly, this ship to me was laid out in a seemingly perfect way i remember saying this this is an incredible cruise ship and i immediately wanted to sail on that ship now seaside seemed a little cooler on the outside but functionally my online tours the virtual tours of the meraviglia that ship seemed absolutely perfect uh there's a few things i'm looking forward to on this ship i am pretty much going in kind of blind and shout out to Colin and his wife, Melissa and the kids, they were on the meraviglia with an impromptu cruise just this past weekend. And you know, he had a good time. It seemed like, and he invited to have a com. He invited me to have a conversation with him about the ship. Now I want to do that. And if all things were equal, I would do that normally if I wasn't doing what I'm doing right now. But I do want to, I guess, make it important to get on this ship without any prejudices i know he had issues you know it seemed like he enjoyed himself and it seemed like overall the good outweighed the bad but i know there were issues and i know there were things that he didn't love about the ship i did catch him say something about at a particular time a lot of the bars weren't open but the ship was you know perfectly functioning so things like that i don't necessarily want to have anything that i'm looking for to be screwed up when i get on the ship trust me I guarantee I'll probably find some, but I'd prefer, and I think it would be a good show or a good topic to get into a conversation with Colin and or Melissa, both of them, and talk about what our, both of our notes were and compare and contrast to see if uh, we had similarities in that route. So I'm definitely looking forward to that pub. They have a British pub on board and it really does seem like, you know, Royal Caribbean is famous for their British pubs. And, but really what the British pub is, is the British room. It's a one room component and it's basically just has the bar and as cool as it is, as intimate as it is, it doesn't look like it touches what's on board the MSC Meraviglia. The MSC Meraviglia looks like almost emulates what you would expect if you were walking in off the sidewalk to an actual English pub. Uh, Colin seemed to rave about the guitar guy that's there, and the sh- the few short clips that I saw seemed like he was really really good at what we do- what he does. I don't necessarily understand having to put a stanchion in front of him, especially when the uh, place doesn't look like it's even at half half full. But hey, listen, maybe there was a problem. Maybe they have PTSD. Maybe he was a. Maybe the stage was rushed at one point. I don't know. But he did look like he had some real, real talent. I also want to uh, see what it's like and feel that LED ceiling that's in the promenade or whatever they call that. Room That's obviously borrowed from Royal Caribbean. Clearly they took that concept and that's not a problem. These cruise lines borrow from each other all the time. Now that promenade area, it looks like the kind of like Royal Caribbean layout, the Royal promenade. But what I don't think you can do is have like the outside seating, which I like. About the Royal Promenade, like if you're at the English Pub, or if you're at Sorrento's, or if you're at Cafe Promenade, they have the seating that's inside the venue, but then they have seating that's inside outside the promenade too. I'm sorry, outside the venue too, so you can kind of people watch and chill out, eat a sandwich, have some coffee, and enjoy yourself. Uh, The ceiling is the main attraction there—a giant, huge dome like led ceiling that changes all day long so i'm I'm pretty excited to check that out i'm also excited to check out the aft portion of the ship whereas during the day there is the pool full unobstructed view of the sunset which i love but then also at nighttime it seems like they borrow a little bit from what norwegian did with the spice h2o and throw their party back there i will be looking to judge all of that stuff the level of party that you can have and the level of good time how good how good of a hands are you and when it comes to the party virgin voyages did it amazingly Uh, norwegian the breakaway and breakaway plus class ships do it amazingly on back of their ships carnival does it pretty good we're gonna see what maravilla does they build it do they build it to the level that will keep everybody coming uh, here's the interesting component about this cruise that I had no idea about. So this isn't over overnight at ocean K. I had no idea that I did I, before I booked it, I didn't necessarily look at the itinerary too much, the price and the days worked out perfectly. By the way, I'm going to New York city immediately after this cruise. So I'm getting off this ship, driving into Orlando proper and getting on an Amtrak train, and I will be uh, going to New York City for a few days uh, to catch a little bit of, I guess, a straddling. Well, the two holidays will straddle my visit. I don't think I'll be going back for Christmas a couple of weeks later, and I'm not making it for Thanksgiving. So, early December is going to be my winter New York trip, and I will be doing that. I'll keep you posted along the way. We'll have some fun with that as well. But this is an overnight at Ocean K. So, again, it's not like you can get, you know, get get into some trouble running around a town. It's an island. But any you have an overnight component as part of a cruise, it's interesting to me. So, what do they offer on an overnight? They have stargazing with a telescope. That's interesting to me. Now, that particular, now I don't even know that it has a telescope. There was a picture of a telescope on the excursion. It said stargazing, MSC at ocean nighttime stargazing. Now, I don't know if you need an excursion just to stargaze. I don't know if looking up comes with a fee associated with it, but I don't think so. So that's why I'm assuming there has to be some sort of a telescope. Otherwise, why would they charge and why would it be sold out? Uh, Glow, nighttime stand up paddle boarding sounds safe. Sunset Champagne Cruise. Now, this is the weird part. So they're doing this, is this is the problem with MSC. They're a little bit amateurish when it comes to the website. Are you telling me that this is a 1 hour excursion? The Sunset Champagne Cruise is an hour, $69, and you get to go for an hour? There's another excursion that's simply marked test. It's just a, it just says test. Clearly they're testing their website, but you know, I can see it. It's up with the general public. I'll check back in on it and see if there's a test is still up there. They have a Twilight Catamaran sale also one hour, but that seems cool because it's also going to give you a great bird's eye view of the light show that comes from the lighthouse. I guess there is a lighthouse show that happens like a light show and there's a lighthouse climb for $9. You can just have access to the lighthouse and climb it. If you are so inclined, I heard they don't flood you with activities all day. That's one thing about MSC. You find out that they're not necessarily feeling like they have to entertain you around every corner with bag toss with trivia with uh you know bingo with all these you know games and things like that every 15 minutes like they do on regular cruise ships but uh or or like they do with the big three but we'll find out how that goes we'll find out if that actually affects the sailing or not um also like i said be willing to uh, be looking forward to see how well they do with the party that happens, the nightlife, how they navigate their way through that. I do have some interaction in the Facebook group. Obviously it's a solo cruise for me. So I will be willing and welcoming any type of activity right now. There's a little bit of a group out there that's kind of developing that's saying, let's find each other for dinner and set up a table amongst single people or solo people. That's, uh, having that will, will have, have dinner together. They want to do an early dining. I'll be flexible with that. We'll set up an early dining i'll maybe go to them maybe not go to them but we'll see what happens but msc cruise happening in just five short days from now very very excited and
3: cannot wait for that all right a quick word from our buddy morgan and then your emails hey cones sorry to interrupt tommy's rambling but i don't have a lot of time and i wanted to ask you about your next cruise we know there are lots of decisions to make such as where do i want to go how can I get the best deal, and which cruise line is right for me. Whether you're traveling solo, with friends, or your entire family, always be booked, we'll make sure we find the perfect cruise for you. You can book direct, but remember, cruise line representatives are going to operate in the interest of the cruise line. And don't get me started on those third-party websites. If you are looking for someone who is going to spend the time it takes to ensure that you find the cruise ship, ports of call and excursions that are right for you, then go to alwaysbebooked.com or email tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's face it, we are all searching for those moments of pure cruise bliss, and based on your detailed conversation with Tommy, we'll make sure it happens for you over and over again. For the most personal and detailed cruise planning assistance, reach out directly to Tommy and he will make the process as enjoyable as the cruise itself. Whoa, Morgan, don't you think we're exaggerating? Now, Tommy, please let me do my job. My bad. Always Be Booked. It's a podcast. It's a community. And dare I say, it's a lifestyle. Go to alwaysbebooked.com right now and let's start planning your next adventure at sea. All right. Thank you, Morgan,
0: as always. And as usual, your emails have become an absolute lifeblood of the show. If you would like to be part of the show, you can do that. All you have to do is email Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I would also like to take this time to invite you to join our Facebook group. It is a closed group that will open right up for you the minute you decide to join. It's the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge group on Facebook where we discuss cruising. We interact with each other in a very communal way. We roast each other a little bit. We post pictures. We share experiences. We ask and answer questions. That is where the community is built. The Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. I would also like to remind you that I have a show Called the Wake Up Show. It's on Patreon. That's a website where they'll charge you eight dollars a month. Just eight dollars a month, and you'll get five extra shows a week. Those shows range between thirty and forty-five minutes. Sometimes they go. If I'm feeling crazy one night, maybe I've done. I've done over an hour, but uh, it's basically. Kind of like where we where we just celebrate positivity in regards to cruising. I'll go off if you like some of the more detailed tangents that don't have to do with cruising. Me kind of just kind of going off, doing rants, raves, uh, some detailed reviews, and uh, you know we we do is we pick a couple of islands where the cruise ships are going to be. Each morning we say which cruise ships are going to be on those islands. We also talk about uh, what time the sun's going to come up. We look at where certain cruise ships are on the map regarding maybe possibly doing transatlantics, and we just celebrate cruising in that way. And uh, we have a fun time doing it, and the community there is really, really cool as well. So patreon.com slash alwaysbebooked, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash alwaysbebooked is the Patreon where you can, for just $8, get another five shows a week. And it is also a great way to support this show if you like what's going on over here. If you uh, are on Instagram, there's an Instagram account called Always Be Booked 2. Uh, I'm sorry, Always Be Booked as well. Uh, and then we have the YouTube, where the YouTube, I'm really trying to get back in the game. Uh, I was in the monetization for YouTube, I was uh, there, but they changed the requirements. So instead of 2,000 hours watched, you got to have 4,000 hours watched. I am just under 3,000. So if you are so inclined, head over to YouTube, give a subscribe, give some watching, you know, turn it on and then just leave the house for the day just put my channel i'm just kidding or maybe not maybe i'm not kidding uh but yeah just you know if you want to check out some youtube content i have a decent amount of ship reviews i have some videos just kind of all over the map there. still trying to figure out the youtube strategy overall but we do have good content on youtube and that is with at the always you could just search always be booked on youtube but as it pertains to this show right now Emails, be a part of the show, Tommy at AlwaysBeBooked.com. You like the emails, you like listening to them, so why not maybe send one in? Be a part of the show, and I will read your email on air without further ado. Evening, Tommy. Just finished listening to your podcast. Believe it was the catch-up episode. You were talking about the pros and cons of the beverage package, and I wanted to add our two cents to the mix. Either my husband and I are big drinkers, but uh, either my neither i think they meant to say neither my husband and i are big drinkers but we generally always purchase per cruise depending upon the price as need to facot as need to facot in c-a-d i don't know what that means f-a-c-o-t in c-a-d i will ask that uh maybe we do just in order for for purposes of keeping the show moving we do proofread the email so that we can kind of like um not have these uh, screeching halt stops uh because i have no idea with parentheses as to Fakat in c-a-d all caps uh length of the cruise last few cruises have been on celebrity so we have paid the extra to purchase the indulgence package may sound silly to some Given, as I have said, we aren't excessive drinkers and factoring roughly eight drinks per day, uh, factoring just straight alcohol drinks, then yes, it very well might be. However, the coincidentals is that one needs to look uh, this is a disaster. Um, oh, jeez. <sighs> factoring just straight alcoholic drinks, then yes, it very well may be. However, it's the coincidentals that one needs to also look at. What the hell is that? Uh, Firstly, freshly squeezed juices, espresso, coffee, smoothies. You mean the incidentals? Not the coincidentals, right? Uh, this is a disaster. I do apologize. We're going to get through it, though. Uh, freshly squeezed juices, espressos, coffee, smoothies, bottles of water, and in my case, ginger ale are also part of the equation for us. You take these into effect, drinks at the pool, the wine, the dinner, the evening hot chocolate with a little something something it is not hard to come up with the required minimum eight drinks per day. Secondly, the possibility of trying something from the top shelf in a drink, I prefer That wouldn't normally be able to afford at home or being able to try something for the first time and not having the feeling of having to actually finish it, if it's not to our liking, can be a freeing, can be a freeing. I think you're saying that's something that's good, right? Thirdly, knowing that we don't have to pay a bar bill on the last day, a blessing. These are just three of the reasons that, after much thought and price watching, we generally purchase pre cruise. Not sure if this will be of help to any of your other listeners who question if purchasing is right for them, but perhaps it will do is what it will do is offer up some more food for thought in Makan. M-A-K-N, making, making an informed decision that is right for them. Lastly, Tommy, let me say thank you for the opportunity to listen and learn from a fellow cruiser who has visited the places I hope to visit. All that you do to entertain and educate adds another layer to my itinerary research. Keep being you, boo. And that is from Pauline. In Vancouver, Canada, Pauline, it is my absolute pleasure to uh, bring you whatever information I can that might help. And I think you make some good points. We struggled a little bit at the beginning there with the email as far as um, being able to navigate our way through it. But we got there. I think what you're saying is there is just more to deciding whether or not to get the drink package than just the dollar for dollar experience. It's the mental capacity. We've talked about that before. Uh, I guess, I guess just the, the peace of mind that you get, knowing that you don't have to worry about, and you make a good point too, as far as trying a drink, if you do not like that drink, if you're paying for that drink, you're more apt to stick with what you know, stick with what you like. If you have the drink package and you want to maybe try another drink, it may be worth it because you don't necessarily have to commit to drinking that drink. And if you don't like it, you can order another one. Not that we are advocating wasting things on purpose. But yes, if you want to try the espresso martini because it's all the rage and all the kids are drinking it, then you have the sip. And then you realize this is not for me. You can put it aside and tell them, hey, listen, I didn't like that. And then it's no harm, no foul. You're not necessarily getting banged out for the 16 bucks. Totally, totally understand that. And uh, you make some good points. Pauline, I appreciate the email. Keep them coming. Let's get that proofreader going, spell check, whatever we got to do, and we will be good. I think maybe you used voice text on this one. I'm not really sure, but uh, either way, Pauline, your email is very, very appreciated. From Canada, shout out to Canada, Vancouver to be specific. Tommy, thanks for your pod. This is this is uh, written line by line. Tommy, thanks for your podcast. I listen to Cruise Tips TV about upcharges. I disagree with you. I believe everyone should not get higher rates on a cruise-based price for the people who want three meals, specialty dining, or other pluses. You don't have to do the pluses, and I won't pay. I, I don't. You don't have to do the pluses, and I don't want to have to pay for others having three dinners. Just my opinion. I agree with you, though. Once they cho- start charging more, it's easier them, easier for them to continue raising prices. Thanks, Barbara. Barbara, I agree with you. In that regard, I agree with the part that you agreed with me with. When you said you agreed with me, I agreed with that part. And I also kind of agree with you on the other one, too. I don't want to necessarily tax people or bang people out. Um, I just don't like, again, I've said it at length. I've said it at nauseam. I just don't like that Carnival just hit us with a barrage of things that they were going to start charging us for in which they previously don't. A, because I just don't like getting that news It just bothers me when I'm going to spend money on a cruise or dedicate money or whatever to a cruise line and just be pumped about going on a cruise and then just to get a list of 19 things that I used to be able to enjoy on your cruise, but now I can't. So that just kind of bothers me. But then secondly, yes, the whole gateway drug thing where they can start by doing this and you don't really feel it. But really what it does is just soften up the moves that they're going to make down the road that are going to be based off of what we have now because a new line has been drawn. Right. That's just what it bothers me. It's just little by little. These moves that they're making now in five years from now, they're going to seem like, you know, great deals because they're going to they're going to just little by little move up and things are going to get more expensive and other things are going to become charges where they used to be free. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. But, Barbara, I'm with you. I agree with you, Barbara. I think we're on the same page for the most part. Hi, Tommy. I've been listening for a few years now and always love your shows. Don't make your shows shorter. They keep me company during my long drives from work. Uh, from work. I am still fairly new to cruising with having only two cruises under my belt prior to COVID shutting everything down. I have a pretty high-paced job and cruising was my escape once a year prior to COVID and I got hooked quickly. We ended up buying a horse farm during COVID thanks to my daughter's newfound hobby, so this makes traveling very hard now. I have finally decided that I am going solo on Carnival Mardi Gras January 7th, 2023, and I am booked. My wife will stay back with the kids and the farm animals so I can get a weekend in the sun with drinks and relaxation. Mardi Gras looks amazing with so many food options. I can't wait. Since I just want this trip to unwind and disconnect from work, I am planning on taking uh taking the drink package. I am Canadian and drinking comes naturally, so I am not worried about the 15. So I am worried that the 15 drink per day limit may not be enough and I will keep you posted upon my return. We are going to Cozumel Costa Maya and Roatan. I'm fairly certain I will not book any excursions as I don't want to have to be anywhere at any specific time. I just want to do what feels do what I feel like for a week with no obligations. I know Roatan has a nice beach nearby so I will probably check it out. Any ideas nearby that I should check out in Costa Maya or Cozumel that don't need to be pre-booked as I will be going with how I feel that morning. Can you give me some tips, advice on solo traveling? This will be my first solo. I am a bit nervous that I will feel how you felt on your last solo cruise. I am worried, even though it will be fun and entertaining, I may find it lonely or not as fun just watching others interact. Any tips or tricks will be helpful. I definitely will use the hot tub blackjack tip you gave for a good place to have conversation starters and will hit up those early in the trip. Keep on cruising. Sean from ottawa big canada day today huh i like it all right let's go little by little here you've covered a couple of things so congratulations on the horse farm and congratulations on being able to get away a little bit to get a little relief away from that and get yourself a little bit of vitamin d Uh, so as far as Cozumel, Costa Maya and Roatan. Cozumel and Costa Maya. Costa Maya, there is a nice little area at the cruise terminal where they have a swim up bar. You can hang out there and it's a really chill place to relax, lounge chairs, shopping, everything. It's basically a cruise terminal with all sorts of entertainment all in that same area. There's also, if you want to get ambitious, there's a water park, maybe a couple of blocks away. You could see it. If you're on the top deck of the cruise ship, you could see the water park. A lot of people also like zip lining. I think most of those things you'll be able to do once you get off the ship. The thing is, everybody wants you to book excursions, book them early. And you know what? If you, you know, that's probably best advice is to do that, but If you do get off the ship early, there are a lot of people that will be standing outside the cruise ship that will be ready to take you on a lot of those tours so you won't be boxed in to just roaming around. Now, if you get off the ship late, your options are going to be a little bit more limited because everybody who is these islands, these destinations, they know that there's a lot of people like you, Sean, that don't necessarily want to commit right away so that they'll be standing at the, the base of the cruise ship. Upon exit, and they'll have options for you. I would just say, you know what? There is a risk associated with that. Ideally, if they're allowed and able to stand there, there's a pretty good chance that they're legitimate. I think uh, there is a lot of pressure from local people and local vendors to uh, not have. I guess people who would be maybe criminals or not really representing what they're offering. I think, you know, that, that hurts everybody. So there's a, a good amount of, I guess, self-policing that goes on. So I think you'll probably be in good shape if you just get off the ship and kind of see what's available to you. At Same thing with Cozumel. Now, Cozumel is a little bit different, I will say, because really, Cozumel, you kind of have to plan. Because unless you want to get up and get on that ferry right away, because remember, you are on an island in Cozumel, and a lot of the stuff that you'd want to do from a major standpoint is on the the, the, the actual, I guess, mainland, the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico. If you're on the island of Cozumel, you're going to be limited. Yes, you can do a last-minute resort for a day. Yes, you can do a last-minute scooter ride or restaurants. Uh, you have... You have um, Uh, senior frogs margaritaville that whole thing uh there's a lot of diving if you want to stay on the island of cozumel but there's tons of stuff whether it's beach or a cave uh snorkel or a cave kind of like kayaking or a lot of the ruins yeah you got to get on that ferry and take it over to actual where it's what they call playa del carmen and then uh, there's a lot to do from there but yeah cozumel maybe might require a little bit more planning sounds like you know what you want to do in roatan as far as single cruising so the one thing i'll say about this cruise the reason why I didn't have as good a time on this previous cruise. And again, guys, we don't lie to each other. I tell you, when I don't have, I would love to be able to get off the ship and say every time, it was the cruise of a lifetime. I went solo and everybody wanted to, you know, just, it was like too many friends. I had too many people that wanted to, no, that has happened. But then on this particular cruise, it didn't happen. But there is a reason for that. And I think the main reason for that is because I am most social when there is booze. And I had pre-committed On this cruise to making it a working vacation, and I was gonna be perfectly content to not meet a bunch of people, and I was gonna work. The problem broke down where the internet failed me, and then I had the best of no worlds. So that's where I kind of got screwed. I didn't have a drink package, and I wasn't necessarily running around trying to meet people. That's just what happened. So it was just as much my fault as anything else. Again, like I said, those two things, you're off to a good start right there. In the hot tub, if you're chilling in the hot tub, there will be people in the hot tub. I could tell you right now, every time you sit in the hot tub, you're almost forced to engage in conversation with whoever's there. Same thing at the casino with blackjack. If you're playing at a table, that doesn't mean I want you to go through your life savings playing blackjack just so you don't have a boring time on your solo cruise. But again, work the Facebook group. Make sure you're working the Facebook group, seeing who else is single. Like this cruise I have coming up, I don't know if anything will come of it but there's an active group of solo people in this Facebook group, and we're all starting to plan dinner together already. So that's an option to you. And then just when you're talking about having conversations, you just don't want to force it. Be at a bar, be visible, be open, look like you're willing to engage conversations, but also don't try to be the guy who barges into uh, this people who go on cruises, right? That uh, listen, when I'm in a group, Or when I'm not in a group, I like being in a group with people who I don't know. I just like it. I like having the most interaction with as many people as possible. It's fun. It's uh, interesting. And who knows what it leads to down the road. You stay in touch with people. And, you know, it's 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 a form of networking as well. Then you have someone like Emma. Emma cruises out of the UK. She said it from day one. She's like, Shit, I don't even understand. Why do people want to sit with people they don't know? I go on a cruise and I want to sit with as few people as possible and not speak to anybody. When you encounter those people you don't want to barge your way into their conversation it's going to take the right amount of booze with the right amount of just kind of i guess um feeling it out feeling when your input is welcome and and that's it be it be a little bit of a authority certain things you know that always helps me a little bit having the knowledge of the ports and knowledge of the ships you know i hear a lot of people who are inexperienced at cruising i'll hear a question that they ask and then i'll just casually sometimes answer it and that'll lead to a longer conversation they'll have more questions oh i can get some information from this guy and then it goes who knows where but and as far as your drink package situation I'm telling you what you have to do. Okay. I don't know what you drink. I know a lot of uh, Canadians. I love I know you guys like your beer. So in that regard, you gotta get the Fosters. The Foster's is where you're gonna get a big amount of volume for the right price. Well, it's not you don't have to worry about the price because it's uh, fifteen drinks. So if you're drinking beer and you know, you can bear the taste of Forst- Fosters, that's where you're gonna get your bang for your buck as far as extending that that buzz sorry get a little case of the gases now uh, as we get late in the show and then uh if you're gonna do booze right if you're gonna do uh drinks what you have to do is on that first day go around the ship and find that right bartender it's usually coincidentally the friendliest bartender the bartender who's usually the most friendly out there is usually usually no offense the most compromisable. Why? Because they're being friendly, not because usually they want to be your best friend and they're going to make a lifelong buddy out of you. No, because you're going to tip them well. And if they're friendly, that means they like tips. If they like tips, that means they're going to do more for tips. That means if you are going to look at them, look at them, establish the relationship, give them a good tip, and then kind of give them that little wink and say, hey, listen, listen, I like it a little extra. You know, if you don't mind, I know I don't want to put you, Hey, I like them. Nice. Give it, give them a good little pop and then put a 20 at the same time as you're asking for more alcohol in whatever cute way you're going to do it. That's when you have the extra bill in your hand. And if you find the right guy, they totally understand that contract is immediately signed. And that's your go-to guy for the rest of the trip or girl, either one, no offense. Usually it's a guy. Uh, And then, what'll happen is you will just find that at that at that particular point you know they they have to use those jiggers and when they use those jiggers they they pour it in the jigger let it fall and then they'll let another one or two count fall along with the jigger that you know they'll let it fall from the bottle for one or two counts along with Everything that was content, all the contents of what was in the jigger as well, and then you'll get that on on the on on the cruise, the whole cruise long, and then maybe you'll find one or two of those types of people. But you want to look for the friendliest, most charming, most wittiest loudest guy you don't want the guy who walks around with the scowl on his face because even though he may like money he probably likes to piss people off more than he likes money i noticed that in the casino all the time the person who deals really fast and doesn't smile when you win they want tips but they're so miserable in their lives that they like you losing more than they like tips and that's real that's that's for real so look out for that but sean uh Hopefully, I answered some of your questions. We'll move on from here now. Hey, Tommy, I remember you talked about taking one of the safari taxis around St. Thomas in the past. We have a crew of six or 12 that would enjoy a pub crawl with a roadie in hand, if possible, for the ride. Do you know how we would arrange something like this? Thanks for everything you do, Brian. Yes, there's a group. So, first of all, what is his name? Juniors? Uh, What's his name? Not Tiny. Uh... What is the guy's freaking name? I forgot. So I will I will respond to this, Brian. I'll find out who my guy was, and he was great. But let's just say this guy's not available. You don't find him. All you need to do is get off the ship and go to Haven site, and you will see these taxis, these open-air safari taxis everywhere. Yes, you can drink. If they tell you you can't drink in them, walk away immediately. But what I would also do is make make them test out their sound system play their music, see how loud it gets, make sure they have the right music, and you could have a good time because that is an absolutely fantastic way to spend a day. I have, I'm not going to go too detailed into it. I'll write you back in this email. But, you know, what it is is just a full day of just driving up and down mountains on, like, this adventure ride with an open-air safari taxi, seeing foliage and then clearings of just views that are screensaver-worthy, stopping at random gift shops that just happen to have bars set up at the back of them. And yes, when you're in St. Thomas, you absolutely want the banana daiquiri experience. Have those banana daiquiris. What I would recommend is go down to the tap and still first, go to the tap and still bar. That's right at Haven site and spent. Wait, did that close? I'm not sure if it closed, but there's bars used to be Hooters, but Hooters closed down for us. Uh, now we find another one. Last time we were there, we went to the tap and still. Uh, I don't know if that's closed, but they have one in Red Hook any, uh, as well. But we hang out there for a while, get a nice little bass, and then we find a Safari taxi, make sure they got the right sound system, make sure the price is right. Usually, if you're paying more than 30 bucks or so per person, that's out of control. That's too much. Uh, and that's only if you have a couple of people. If you have the bigger the group, the less money you should pay. Uh, but that's hopefully that's some information that works out for you. And then just, yeah, you want to see, you want to make sure you tell them you want the skyline drive tour. You want to see paradise point. You want to see mountaintop gift shop. You want to see all the regular, they know what they're doing. They know where to take you. Just get in and go. If you don't, if you hear nothing else from me and you have no more information coming your way from me, all you have to do is get off the ship and see them. They're there. They're everywhere. And, uh, you guys will have an absolutely great time. Brian, I want to thank you so much for the email. I want to thank everybody else for listening and for all the support that you've given uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com if you want to be a part of the show patreon.com if you want an extra show I'm sorry five extra shows a week uh, each day of the week Monday through Friday and that is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash alwaysbebooked just $8 a month it's a w- great way to support this show as well Instagram alwaysbebooked YouTube alwaysbebooked and yeah check out the website www. Dot alwaysbebooked.com thank you once again for listening you guys are the best Boat Drinks Cones
1: there's a place where the boat leaves from it takes away I love your big problems you got worries you could drop them in the blue ocean but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from take one part sand one part seat and one part set of a 9 and the drinks set cold and the reggae is hot and I know this is the place for me get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy Ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat is from It takes away, I love your big problems. You could worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat is from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Down in the sand where it's cool Put me down I look at big problems, you got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from, so get away, to where the boat leaves from it takes away. I look at big problems, you got worries, you could drop them the. so the in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I look at big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from